Which technologies will reign supreme forevermore? The quick answer, none of them. Everything will get replaced eventually. I'm Ian Douglas, and I'm here to help you get better at tech interviews, because when we share what we know, we all win. I'm the author of the website techinterview.guide, and I'm the director of engineering learning at getstream.io. Check out techinterview.guide slash streaming for information about when I do live streams about interview preparation and career coaching. Follow me on Twitch and subscribe on YouTube for notifications. I regularly do Q&A sessions on the stream, and this podcast is a collection of those ongoing questions from folks like you. The audio for this episode was taken directly from a live stream session where I may address comments in real time when the original event was recorded. Check out the end of this episode for information on how you can submit questions for future episodes. Let's get to it. Cool. I think I'm going to do one more and then maybe wrap up if there's no other questions in chat. Um, this one is kind of an interesting one. Will Angular replace traditional methods of web programming? Um, I think we could probably abstract this question. Uh, will fill in the blank uh, replace other, you know, fill in the blank kinds of technologies? Like, is this database going to kill all the other databases? Or is this language going to kill all the other languages? Or is this framework the very best one? Uh, the answer is always no on that. Um, in the time that I've been streaming tonight, 46 minutes worth, there are probably like five new JavaScript frameworks released. Um, so no, there's no like one technology that's going to kill everything else. Uh, I mean, that said, kind of going back to a previous question about like, should I learn JavaScript? I mean, JavaScript is a pretty good language to know in, in development, but again, it depends what kind of development you want to do. Um, but I don't know that there's like any one technology that is an absolute must have and that your career is going to falter if you don't have it. Likewise, I don't think that there's one technology that is going to like overcome all the rest and say, if you learn Python, you're set for life. Nothing else can touch it. Um, that's just simply not the case. I mean, it kind of feels that way sometimes in tech, but I've been doing this for 25 years. I started out writing Perl. Uh, that was kind of the hot thing for like CGI based scripts, common gateway interface. Uh, back in the day for submitting forms that kind of gave way to other programming languages like PHP and everyone's like, oh, PHP is the best thing ever. And then it quickly fell out of favor with a lot of uh, folks. Um, and so like every couple of years, there's some new programming language you must learn. You must know the following thing. Uh, it's been Python for a long time. And then it's like Go and Rust and Elixir and like all these like, you know, uh, sort of micro niche kinds of, of uh, flavor of the month kind of things. So I don't know that there's any one technology that's ever going to take over the rest. I think it's, it's up to you whether you want to diversify your knowledge and try to learn multiple different kinds of things. But I would always caution, uh, and, I, and I call that breadth of knowledge. And so breadth of knowledge is like learning lots of different things. Like I want to learn Python and Ruby and JavaScript and I want to learn like Postgres and MongoDB and Cassandra. Um, and I also want to get into DevOps and learn about AWS. And I also want to learn about security. Well, that's what I call breadth of knowledge. You're learning lots of different areas of, of technology. The danger there is you only have so many hours in the day. And so there's only so much depth that you can do in those technologies. And depth is how well do you know those things? Um, I once had someone apply for a job 
and literally on their job they had listed like 30 different programming languages and 50 different frameworks like it was ridiculous the stuff that they were listing on their resume and i'm like do you really know all of these languages they're like yeah i've done a project in all of them i'm like okay well tell me about the projects that you've built in this or that like really obscure language and it was always like oh i built you know a to do you know list kind of tutorial kind of project it's like okay, well, I could go do a to-do list tutorial in all of these other things. It doesn't mean I know all of the intricacies and all of the fine detail of like how to use that technology well. And so it, I think early in your career, uh, it can feel like I've got all the time in the world. I can go learn all the things. I think it's still important to think about depth of knowledge when it comes to that sort of thing. I think going deeper on fewer topics earlier in your career is actually a better way to go. It's just my opinion. Everyone's going to have differing opinions. Some people say there's balance to be struck. Um, other people are going to say like, yeah, go learn a little bit of everything and, and kind of become an all, all things to all people kind of uh, employee. It can be helpful for some kinds of companies like consultancy firms and startups. If you know lots of things, you become a, a more attractive employee because you can handle a lot of different things and you can handle a lot of different kinds of jobs and you can do lots of different kinds of work. But the expense there, especially earlier in your career, is that you don't learn the depth of knowledge that's needed to really do the job well. And, and what can happen is you end up burning yourself out trying to learn the depth that you need for the capacity of what that job needs you to do. And so I think you have to be careful with that sort of thing where you're not overextending yourself by trying to learn too many things at once. Uh, so just as a cautionary tale, I would say earlier in your career, focus on depth more than breadth of knowledge. So learn fewer things, but learn them really well, like learn them extremely well. Uh, do lots of different kinds of projects in a given programming language. And then if you really want to go learn another programming language, pick one other programming language and go rebuild all of those other projects in that new language. By doing a project over again, you already know the problem space. You already know the solution. It's just the implementation that you have to do. And now you're going to be able to sort of transfer all of that knowledge from that other technology to this new technology. So whether it's a new framework or a new language or a new database, whatever, you're just transferring the knowledge from one thing to the other. But the deeper you go, the more of that knowledge you can transfer over to the other thing. But if I do a Hello World tutorial in Angular, for example, going back to the question, and that's the only thing that I do in Angular, the only thing I'm ever going to be able to do in some other framework like React is another to-do list tutorial because that's all I've built. That's all I know. Um, and so by building a variety of things, you'll be able to transfer the variety of knowledge to something else. So early in your career, do more depth than breadth. Um, once you get a couple of years in uh, as a developer, then I think you can afford the time to decide where you want to focus your career and say, okay, this is the kind of developer I really want to be. These are the tools I'm going to need. I'm going to go learn these tools extremely well. I can still go learn like little fringe bits about this or that other technology, but I'm going to learn these things extremely well and do them extremely well. Um, and everyone's going to be a little bit different on what those technologies should be. And that's okay. Um, I think that, uh, you know, 
the the experiences that you're going to bring to the job uh, then become much more uh, varied as well. And again, I think you can you can position that in your conversation with companies to explain why you're a good candidate for that job. So kind of going back and circling all the way back to the beginning of, of the stream, uh, how do you answer the question of like, why should we hire you? Tell me about yourself. You can talk about like, this is where I'm taking my career. These are the skills that I'm learning to head in that direction. Your company is also headed in that direction. And so this is gonna be a great place for us to work together because I bring all of these skills Plus, I really care about what your company is doing. It's not just about the skills. I care about the customers that you're supporting. I care about the same sorts of concerns like environmental concerns or uh, community concerns or whatever it is that the company does. When you apply for a job that is only skill-based and you say, I'm applying for this job because I only have the skills and I don't really care about your company, I'm less likely to hire you. I'm less likely to continue in that interview process. I want to know that you care about what my company does um, because you're going to make a, a more passionate employee than just somebody who's really dialed in on a particular technology. The, the risk that we take hiring you in that scenario where you don't really understand the company and you don't really understand our vision, but you have the technical skill, the danger there is if we change the technology, are we going to lose you as an employee? That's the first thing in the, in the front of our mind, if we were to make you an offer is, okay, well, you're like a really amazing Rails developer, but if we decide not to do Rails anymore, are you going to stay with us and keep growing? Or are you going to bail and go find some other Rails job? Because that's what you know really well. Um, and so again, when you get into like transferring that knowledge and, and where you want to take your career, um, it can drive a lot of those kinds of decisions. I hope you found that helpful. I love helping and I love sharing knowledge and perspective. You can find out more about my live stream at the website techinterview.guide/stream and more about my employer and our current job openings at getstream.io. If you have a question about interview preparation that you'd like to ask, you can drop by the live stream or you can contact me through the website or on LinkedIn and I'll address your question in a future episode. Please leave a review on your podcast software and follow me on Twitch and YouTube to get notifications of live streams coming up. If you find the videos helpful, please like and subscribe and leave comments there as well. And we'll see you next time.